0: I think one of the strongest bonds that exist is the bond that exists between parents and their children. In getting to know many of you, and also in my relationship with my parents and so many other people who are parents, I think it's a common denominator denominator that there is a very deep and a very strong bond between them and their children. Right? Whether it be those moments when your child is going through a tough time. We hear so many stories of heroic parents who sacrifice literally their lives to save their children. We hear about so many other stories of parents who heroically go out and, you know, work day in and day out and basically kill themselves so that their children can survive. I think as well, there are also those moments in your children's lives that remain embedded in your memory, right? When they're screaming during mass and you wish they would be quiet, no, I'm just joking. When there's these, those first moments, right, when you think the first time that your child goes off to school, right? It's definitely a powerful moment for you as a parent, right, the first time that your child learns to drive a car is also a very powerful moment for you. The first time that your child goes off to college I'm sure was a very powerful moment for you. When your child gets married and starts a life of their own is a very powerful moment for you. And I think among those first moments, I think first of all, when our child says for the first time, Mama or dada is definitely a very powerful moment for you as parents. Right? So much so that I'm sure the husband and the wife go back and forth betting to see, you know, which it's gonna be, which is gonna be the first word. Is it gonna be mama or dada? Right? And there's that healthy competition and one or the other is trying to squeeze it out of the little kid. And no, no, was that milk? No, I think it was mama. No, 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 it was milk, it was milk, it wasn't mama. I'm sure it was. Going to be dad. Dad's going to be the first word. And parents can go back and forth, and I think all of you who are parents probably remember the first time your child called you by name. Right? Said dad, or dada, or mama. Right? That first moment when your child looked into your eyes, and it wasn't just you know, a scream, <laughs> but it was dada, mama. That recognition of your presence, of your paternal or your maternal love, expressed verbally. It, it's, I'm sure it's a powerful moment. I've spoken to many of you, and many of you have, have mentioned this. It, it's moving, right? It's very moving for you as a parent. I was speaking to someone right before Mass, actually, he was over in the Holy Land, over in Israel, right? And among the different things that he was mentioning to me, we were talking about how when you go over there, the whole reality of the gospel, the reality of Jesus Christ hits you. It's no longer Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, but Jesus Christ was born here. And I can touch that place Jesus Christ was in the tomb for three days here and I can touch the stone, right? It's something that kind of awakens a whole new dimension in our life. And I want to do that this morning with today's gospel. Why? Because it's a gospel passage and even more so, it's a prayer that we pray all the time. We hear it all the time. The prayer of the Our Father. Right? And we can all rattle off by heart, and how many of us have prayed the Our Father, and really, when we get to the end of it, we have no clue what we just prayed. Yeah, we said the Our Father, but if I were to ask you, what things did you, you, what did you ask for in the Our Father? You know, we pray the Our Father at Mass. At the end of Mass, could I stop you in the doorway and say, what were those things you prayed for while you were reciting the Our Father? You know, I think all of us would kind of draw a blank, right? We'd be like, whoa, wait, well, I pray thee, Our Father, but let me see, Our Father, who art We'd have to go through it to remember what we were actually saying. What is it? Let's get at the reality of what happened in today's gospel. And I think I mentioned it in one of my previous homilies, but it's worth mentioning again. What is it that happened in today's gospel? It says, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished one of his disciples said to him Lord teach us to pray very simple phrase but what just happened obviously the disciples are looking at Jesus Christ in prayer and they're so amazed by the way that Jesus is praying when he's finished and they don't even dare to interrupt him when he's finished Jesus comes back and they say Lord teach us how to do that. I've never seen anyone pray like you. Teach me how to do that. The disciples knew how to pray. They were faithful Jews. They went to the synagogue every Saturday. They went through the motions. They went through the prayers. And why on earth, when they see Jesus pray, they go, Lord, teach me how to pray. What are they saying? They're saying, After looking at you, I have no idea what it means to pray. Yeah, I go to the synagogue every Saturday, but this is different. What was so different about Jesus Christ's prayer? Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, and he starts the prayer in the Gospel of Luke with the following word. Abba. Dada, that's how Jesus spoke to God, to Yahweh, Dada, Daddy, Daddy. You see why the disciples were amazed? The disciples are looking at a famous rabbi, and he's on his knees in prayer, and he's not saying, Oh, mighty Yahweh, all-powerful, come to me. No, 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 no. He's on his knees and he's saying, Daddy. Dada. In Hebrew, Abba. That's what we pray every time we pray the Our Father. Your prayer, my dear brothers and sisters, our prayer, and we all have to remind ourselves of this, it needs to be real. It needs to be real. It can't be fakie. No wonder this sometimes doesn't mean anything to you. Why? Because it's not you. It's not your heart. You're not calling God Daddy. You're calling Him, Oh Almighty, one way out there in the galaxies. No! Daddy. Look in the first reading, and that's why the church offers us the first reading of today. We have the example of Abraham, our father in faith. And what is Abraham? How does he relate to God? How does he speak to God? God says he's going to destroy the city of Sodom. And what does Abraham do? He says, Lord, uh, you know, excuse me for interrupting here, but if there's 50 just people, will you save the city? And God says, yes, I will save the city. And then Abraham says, what about 45? And he says, for the sake of the 45, I will save Sodom. And he goes, well, you know, Lord, I was just thinking, um, now that you, you're at 45, you know, five more people, what, what if there's just 40 just people? Will you still save the city of Sodom? And God says, yes, I will save the city of Sodom. And he says, Lord, sorry if I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wearing you out a little bit, but, you know, the Sodom thing is really bugging me. What if there's only 30 just people? And he says, for the sake of the 30, I will save the city Abraham." And he goes, God, you know, I don't mean to make you mad. What about 20? If there's only 20, will you save the city? Yes, I will save the city. And God, you know, since I've already pressed you this far, and I promise you I'll shut up after this, if there's only 10, will you save the city for 10? And God says, I will save the city for the sake of the 10. Is that the way you pray? Do you bargain with God? Do you get down on your knees and say, God, give me what I need. God, you did not give me what I needed. Give me the strength. God, would you come and help me? And I am not going to stop until I bargain you down and I get what I want and what I need. Wow. Wow. That is prayer. That's why the church gives us this first reading in connection with today's gospel. Do you pray like that? Daddy, I need you. Yes, we have set prayers that we pray at Mass. Why? Because we're a family, we're a community. We can't all be saying different things at the same time. That's chaos. But my dear brothers and sisters, within the uniformity of the Mass, within the family atmosphere that we create, by saying the same prayers together, there is definitely room and necessary room for you to put your real self there what do you say when the priest lifts up the body of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist what do I say what am I thinking what am I saying is it daddy help those moments after communion when we all sit down right and we call them catholic jumping jacks because after communion we all sit down and then we all stand up and then we all kneel down why do we all sit down after communion and there's a moment of silence it's not because father james has fallen asleep it's that moment when we stop singing and it's a moment for us to speak what do i say to jesus christ in those moments To finish, Jesus tells us three things, three characteristics of our prayer. He says ask, seek, and knock. Ask, open your mouth, and speak to God. Seek, open my eyes and see God's hand in my life. Knock. Stretch out my hand and realize His is right there.